You're listening to the Anchor Faith Church Message Podcast. Enjoy the message. I was actually supposed to minister all month this month, but, uh, you know, different things took place. And so last Wednesday night, you know, pastor stirred us up about our faith. Amen. Because we're not going to walk in the promises of God and in the healing power of God if we don't have faith that he is our healer. Amen. So he stirred us up in our faith last Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, I had a whole nother message prepared, but I just felt like we needed to get stirred up in the healer tonight. Amen. So that we can remind ourselves of who he is. Hallelujah. Of who he is. Because he is Jehovah Rapha. Amen. He is our physician. Amen. And so we know Uh, everything that's going, we're not oblivious about what's going on in the world. We are not being insensitive about what's going on in the world. No, we're being in faith about what's going on in the world. Amen. And we have been praying over our nation. We have been praying over people that have contracted this uh, virus and we have cursed it. Amen. And uh, we believe that it's on the down slope. Amen. Hallelujah. Why would you want to believe anything else? Come on, why would you want to believe anything else? Because faith will speak to the mountain. Come on, and cause it to be removed. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, uh, tonight, I just want to remind you of a few things concerning healing Amen. Some of you may have never been taught on healing before and that God, it is God's will for your life to be healed in this earth. Amen. And that we've been redeemed. Come on. We've been redeemed from sickness and disease just like we've been redeemed by the, the blood of the lamb to be born again. Amen. It paid for it all. Because we know that sickness and death did not come into the earth until the fall of Adam. And when Adam fell and disobeyed God, then death entered the world. Amen. And that is where sickness and disease comes from. Amen. Not from God putting it on you to teach you a lesson. Amen. And so... Uh, tonight, I know some of you may have never heard, just like I said, that it is God's will for you to walk in healing today. Divine healing is what we call it. That you could walk in perpetual health and healing all the days of your life on the earth until we return. He returns, amen? And we return back with him. But, uh, you know, it is his will, and we're gonna just kind of lay a foundation tonight And remember, the bottom line is, when we hear something we've already heard, what does that mean? That it will strengthen our faith or strengthen our belief in that subject. Amen? It will strengthen our belief in that subject. Uh, If you have not heard it before, then it's going to form, hopefully, a new belief in you. Amen. And so... Uh, I want to go all the way back to uh, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 because we know this in this church that faith only comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. 
Faith comes from the word of God only. This is what we call uh, biblical faith. Biblical faith, not religious faith, but biblical faith comes only from the word of God. Many of religions have their ideas and their doctrines of faith, but biblical faith is only found in the word of God. Amen. In the word of God, and that has to be our foundation for our belief because the world is not supposed to be the final authority in your life concerning healing. The doctors are not supposed to be the final authority in your life concerning healing. The word of God is. Amen. The word of God is to be the final authority in your life for what you believe. Not what mama believes about healing. Not what your auntie and uncle may believe about healing. Not their healing experiences. Right? No, our belief in the healing power of God will come from the word of God alone. Amen. And it's not that we haven't, you know, we have to make sure that, oh yeah, I know it's God's will to heal, but are you walking in it today? Because you may know that it's God's will for you to be healed, yet you still allow sickness and disease to have its hold in your life. So therefore, just because you've heard it does not mean that you're actually applying it to your everyday life. Amen. And we are called to walk by faith. Amen. We're to call to live by faith. Amen. And so living by faith does not just mean that I believe there's a God. Living by faith is that I believe that every word in every scripture in his word, I am to walk it out in my life. I'm to walk it out in my life. Amen. And that is the only actual scripture that you truly believe. The only scripture you truly believe is the one that you're actually walking out in your life. Amen. It's the only one that you truly believe. And so we know that faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God but not just hearing it, what do we have to do? We have to accept it as truth. That is the truth over the facts of what's going on in the world. The facts may be that there is a coronavirus, come on. But the truth is that by his stripes, I am healed. You see, that's the difference. And that uh, expectation of faith on the inside of you that cannot move you off of it. Amen. Because I truly believe that he's my healer. Amen. Because I walk in the healing power of God. Hallelujah. You will see evidence of what you believe. It ought to be happening in your life. And if it is not happening in your life, whatever the promise is, then you're not in a right position of faith. Amen. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you, the day and the hour is upon us that we need to know that we know that this thing works. That this thing's working because we're not going to run scared. 
Amen. We're not going to run scared from it like everyone else. We're not, uh, you know, we're not not using wisdom. We'll do what we need to do in the natural, but we'll put the supernatural on it. And when you get the natural and the supernatural, then power, come on, power is made available. Hallelujah. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, I'm just reminding you of some things. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That means that what we are believing for, it may not look, come on, it may not look like it is happening, but we are in a position of calling those things that be not as though they are. As though they are. Amen. As though they are. It may not look like, come on, uh, a situation may be taking a place, but I'm going to tell you I'm believing by faith that what I call it, it's going to be. What I decree it, it's going to be. What I speak it, it's going to be. And this isn't foolish, uh, you know, magical thinking. This is not mystical thinking. No, they told Noah he was foolish, didn't they? And then everybody came running to the ark to be saved. But it was too late, wasn't it? Too late. So we don't want to be people that are, uh, you know, too late for what God wanted to do through you. So faith, faith is the things that we can't see. We can't measure faith. We can't. We can see that some people have no faith, little faith, great faith, but that faith is really not seen. It's not seen because we're believing in a God. If you can't believe that he is and who he is, then you're really not believing God because you can't see. Amen. It's what the scripture says. You can't see. Hallelujah. So faith is a firm persuasion. Just like we've said before. The fact that the Bible says that when you get born again, you know that you know you're a child of God. Does anybody question whether they're a child of God when they're born again? Do you question? Now, the enemy will come in and try to lie to you to make you question, but you know that you know you're a child of God when you get born again. And that's the same persuasion that you should have concerning your faith. In the promises of God, that I know that I know that He's my healer, that I know that I know no sickness can come near my dwelling, that I know that I know that by His stripes I am healed. Come on, I know that I know that I can speak to a fever and command it to leave. Right? Why? Because I'm firmly persuaded in what I believe. Firmly persuaded. A firm persuasion and a confident expectation. That means in the midst of you calling what you firmly believe is going to happen, you're not going to be fearful. You're not going to be scared. You're not going to be, come on, you're not going to be worried. No, you're going to 
have a, a confident hope and an expectation that what I know is going to come to pass. Amen. And that's resting in your faith in God. Because when you are truly in a position of faith, you can rest. You can rest in that. You don't have to be anxious and worried. Oh, I wonder if what I said is really going to happen. I wonder if I really have. No, you'll be resting in confidence that I know my God. Come on, will surely deliver me out of all of my troubles. Come on. So, where I'm here to stir you up tonight, we're going to get stirred up. Romans 1.17 says this. It says, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. And this is what living by faith is. That you're firmly persuaded uh, that whatever his promise has said in the word of God is going to take place in your life. Because you believe. Because you believe. Because you believe it. Not because I'm firmly persuaded about it, but you have looked in the Word of God. You have searched the Word of God for yourself, and you have become firmly persuaded in that thing, whatever it may be. Amen. Hallelujah. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, for we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We're to walk by faith and not by sight. So it doesn't matter if everybody around you is falling sick. I walk by faith and I don't walk by what I see. I walk by faith and not by what I see. And this is how he has asked his disciples to live for him. Every day. Amen. Every day. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. We're not to be moved by our emotions about a circumstance or a situation that's going on. We're not to get anxious. We're not to get upset. We're not to get worried. No, because if we are in that position of faith, walking by faith, then the sight is not going to drive us. Sight is not going to push us. Sight is not going to drive us. Only faith will. Amen. Only faith will. And so that is what we are to walk by. Amen. And then Romans 12, 2, just laying a foundation. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the world. Really, that means once you've gotten bored again, that's what that's talking about. Don't allow yourself now as a believer to be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to it. But then what? But be transformed, what? By the renewing of your mind. What does God's word say about this situation? And renew your mind to what God's word says about the situation. Why? So that you'll be able to prove what the will of God is. So for us to know that it is the will of God to heal our body, we are going to have to renew our mind to the word of God so that we can prove it. I am here to prove that he's my healer. Right? We're here to prove that 
that he is our healer. And what a time for the kingdom of God to rise right now. It's for us to prove that he is our healer. And that we do surely have a shield around us. Come on. And that if sickness tried to come upon us, it cannot. Hallelujah. Because we have a shield of of, of God's power and anointing and healing around us. Amen. And we're full of faith in God so that we can prove what is the will of God. So we're going to prove that it is the will of God to heal your life today. Amen. What did he say in Psalms 107 verse 20? 107 verse 20. He said he sent his what? Word. He sent his word and what? Healed them and delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. You get it? That's why the word has to be your foundation because he sent his word. He sent his written word, but we are going to see that he sent, come on, the word, which is Jesus that was wrapped in flesh for you. Not only the written word did he leave, but he sent his word. He sent Jesus wrapped in the flesh to bring healing for you. Not just salvation so that when you die, you get to go to heaven. And we're going to see that because most people only believe that part Oh, but there was so much more wrapped up in our redemption. Amen. So much more wrapped up in our redemption. So he sent his word and he healed them. And what did he do? He delivered them out of all their destructions. So 10,000 may fall, come on, at my left. 1,000 may fall at my right, but what's going to happen? It's not going to come near my dwelling. It's not going to come near my tent. It's not going to come near me. Ten thousands are are getting it, right? But it's not going to come near me. Hallelujah. So he sent his word. His word was his command. What else is his word? We know his word is a promise. Come on. And we know his word is provision. He made provision for us to walk in the kingdom health care system. Amen. Hallelujah. And so he did that for us. And then he also said that his word is like medicine. Medicine. His word is like medicine. This is so, don't you see the connection of why we have to be in the word? It's because his very word is medicine to us. Hallelujah. So here uh, we see in uh, Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 22, it says, My son, pay attention to my words and be willing to learn. Open your ears to my sayings. Do not let them escape from your sight. Now here he's telling us, listen, if we're going to walk by faith and not by sight, he's giving us the answer. Don't let the word out of your sight. Don't let it out of your ears. That means because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God, but don't let it out of your sight. 
Because if you let it out of your sight, you're going to be looking at other things. Right? So don't let it escape from your sight. And then what does he say? Keep them in the center of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. And what? Healing and health to all their flesh. To all their flesh. Healing and health to all their flesh. Healing and health. And that word literally healing in the uh, scripture means medicine. Medicine. It means medicine. Literally, concretely medicine. That's what it means when you look it up. Literally, concretely medicine. Medicine, deliverance, it means a cure and a healing, a remedy. A remedy. They don't have a remedy for coronavirus, but we have one right here that is forever settled. Come on, a remedy of medicine right here that can bring healing to all of our flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A remedy. Glory to God. I thank God that I know the answer. Come on, I know the answer. Scientists are just trying to catch up with the answer that we already have. You got to have a little bit of truth. Come on, crammed in you tonight because I know what you've been listening to. Lies. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.12 says this. For the word of God, what is it? It's living and active. And what is it? Full of power. The word of God. Not only is it medicine, but that medicine has power, come on, to be able to bring to your body so that healing can come to your flesh. It's powerful. Powerful. His word is powerful. It is medicine. It's the most powerful medicine on the face of the planet. And everybody could actually partake of it right now. Instead of testing 350 million billion people on the earth, why don't we just get them all a dang Bible? You know, they say after you've been married for so long, you start acting like... <laughs> your spouse, and I'm sorry, I think I'm taking on his personality right now. So when those things happen, that's really him, okay? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I blame it on him. Everybody blames it on him, so it's no, it's no big deal that I do. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. Okay, so Jeremiah 1.12 says this, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. What does this mean? That if the word is living and active and it has power, and then here we see a scripture that he says, Listen, I'm going to watch over my word to make sure that it performs in those who believe. Only qualification is you have to believe. You have to believe that that word will work for you, right? Yeah. 
That remedy will work for you. He'll make sure that he watches over his end of the deal so that his word will work in you if you just believe. Amen. Amen. And then Isaiah 55, 11 says this, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall what? Accomplish that which I have sent it out to do. It will perform. It will accomplish power. Come on. It will perform. It will accomplish power in your body if you believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we see in John 1, in verse 1, it says this, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word, what? Was with God. And the Word was God. What did he say? And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. And the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So who was the Word wrapped in flesh? Yes, that was sent to the earth to redeem mankind, not just to save them from the pit of hell, but to remove all of death on their life. And we're going to see the scripture that says it. So here he sent his word, his word through Jesus. Come on, through Jesus. And we know that Acts, Pastor said this last Wednesday night, Acts 10, 38, it said, look how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power. And what did he do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil and God was with him. So he sent the word Jesus in the flesh, come on, and that Jesus, one of his things that he did to prove who he was, was that he went about doing good and healing all. He healed all. All. He healed it all. Hallelujah, we're going to see this. Um, and it says in Matthew 8, 17, it says this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet saying he himself, what did he do? He took our infirmities or our sins. And what did he do? He bare our sicknesses. So not only did he deliver us and come to take away the sins of the world, come on. He also came to bear our sicknesses. To bear our sicknesses. The Old Testament proves that God wanted his people or his nation to walk in healing. In Exodus 15, 26, it says this, And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to hear the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, this is the key, healing comes with obedience. Always has been always will be. Healing comes with obedience. You're not going to receive healing from Jesus to be saved or healed if you don't obey that you must confess him as Lord and obey him, but not just obey him, obey his commands or his word. And Jesus is the word. So whatever Jesus says is the word, and that is what you are to obey. Right. 
And so healing here, he said, listen, if you'll just do what's right in his sight, if you'll give your ear to his commandments and you will keep, say keep, all of his statutes, not just the ones that you like, that, oh, you have so much favor and you're so under grace and you don't have to do anything. You're just blessed and highly favored already. No, he says, and keep. I know this old covenant, but there's plenty in the new. All right, this is just one I wanted to give you. And it says, and keep all of his statutes. And then what did he say? I will put none of these, what? Diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that, what? Healeth thee. Even in the old covenant, we see a picture and a type and shadow of what was to come. That he wanted for his people that if we would just obey him, then healing could come to our life. And this is where we see the word Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee, or the great physician. Literally is how it's translated. He is our physician. He's our doctor. You know, we literally would not need to go to any kind of man doctor. Yeah. Now he's put doctors in the earth and those that go, that's great. We need to go because not all can believe that he could be their only healer. And so he sent, you know, doctors into the earth, gave them wisdom. We've been praying for the scientists to have wisdom from God to be able to find a cure for the coronavirus. Amen. Because not all have faith. And I didn't say that. He said it. So don't get mad at me if, well, you tell people don't have, yeah, they don't have faith. Right? So he goes on to say, he says, listen, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. And then Exodus 23, 25 says this, and you shall serve the Lord your God, uh, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And what will he do? He will take sickness away from your midst. He will take sickness away from your midst. You know, that's our prayer. You know, when we pray over our bread and water or over our meal, over our fare, Father, I thank you, right, uh, that you remove any sickness from the midst of us, right? That sickness and disease does not have to be a part of our life. If something's in the food or some, whatever, the people that's been preparing all the food that do have this virus, it's not going to be in the midst of me. You see what I'm saying? So there's nothing to fear if you have faith and you can believe. Amen? Hallelujah. If you're a child of God and you want to receive all that he has for you. Amen? All that he has for you. Psalms 103, 1 through 5 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget what? None of his benefits. Benefits are plural. When he came in the earth to redeem us, to save us, uh, that was not the only thing he came for. He came to restore everything that was lost from Adam. 
He came to restore the access to the kingdom of God and the authority, the dominion, and the power back to our lives so that we can rule over all of these things and reign in this life. Amen. And reign over these things. So there's benefits that he brought. It says, for he forgives what? All of our sins. But what else does he do? He heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. And what does he do? He crowns you. That's royalty. That is reigning. That it crown represents power, authority, dominion. Come on. That's what it represents. So he crowns us with his love, is the scripture it says, and compassion, and who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Your youth is renewed like eagles. Every Christian, I challenge you, you go, and you, as a believer, you go and look at some of your classmates that you went to school with, and you see if you don't look younger. I challenge you. Find one on Facebook. I know you got them. And see if you can't just say, I look good. God's been good to me. I don't look like I've been worn, torn, beat down, broken. Come on, my hair thinning out. My Come on. My road map looking like a road map. My face looking like a road. Why? Because God's been healing to your body. Because you've been meditating in the word of God. Come on. And then you not only have the word in you, but you have the glory upon you that makes you shine bright. Amen. That makes you shine like nobody else can shine. Amen. That's healing in your life. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. I'm refusing to think about stories. <laughs> Isaiah 53, 4 through 5 says this. Maybe I'll remind you of the one. Maybe I've not told this to everybody. <laughs> But what was your your reunion we went to? Your class reunion. What year was that? <laughs> what year was that? What year was that? Yeah, the one the one we actually went to. Did we? Oh, well we went to both of them and we still look good. But, uh, you know, we were there, and of course, the first one I ever met, went to, these people were like, oh, well, who did Earl marry? Who are you, and where did you come from? Literally, they said that. <laughs> Whatever. Acted like, you know, they were still in high school. And this was our 20-year, or 10, 5 that was 20. And, uh, you know, so I'm going around with him, introducing myself, and, uh, you know, they're all like, oh, where did she come from? And who, who is she? And where did he find her? And, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, and I'm thinking, and, and these people looked 
like old. <laughs> they were old looking. And I'm like, yeah, look who he got. None of you from where you came from. <laughs> I was thanking the Lord, actually. But, you know, they were our age, and we already had grown children that were married, and I think we even had grandchildren at the time, and they're all having babies on their hips, and I'm like, thank the Lord that I'm not 40, you know, having one on my hip or whatever the case may be. Hallelujah. He wants me to move on. That means move along. Oh, yeah. Because I, I uh, surprised somebody the other day and said that we were in a meeting and they're like, you know, we need to tell you. He's like, I need to talk to you about something. And then I was just sitting there. I said, yeah, I'm pregnant. And he is like, that's not funny. <laughs> it was a real good joke, though. And they really thought I was serious, too. Anyway... Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, it says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we, didn't, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Why? But he has wounded, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities, which is sins, right? And by the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are we what? We're healed. We are healed. And when did this happen? When he was on the cross, taking the stripes on his back. This is not just spiritual healing. This is physical healing. Not just spiritual healing. It was physical healing. That's why he had to take the stripes on his body, on his back. Amen? And so 1 Peter 2.24 says it this way, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being uh, dead to our sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Old Testament, New Testament. By his stripes you were healed. Past tense. You were healed the day you got born again. Just as much as you believe that he, come on, transferred you from the domain of darkness and you're a new creature in Christ is the same day that he took all sickness, all disease, and put his bloodline in you. His bloodline in you. Amen. And now we have the blood, come on, applied to our life. Zoe life flows through our body. Amen. And we don't have to be concerned about all of these genetic, his, uh, his what is it called? Genetic, hereditary, I was going to say historical. Yeah, they're historical, all right. Uh, hereditary traits. They are under the blood. If you want to believe what you, your mama had and your grandmama had, well, you just go ahead. But I choose to believe that it stopped the day I made Jesus Lord of my life. And I don't have to have what mama and grandmama had because I had the blood applied to my life. I walk in perpetual healing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you thankful for the Lord? 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So where he said that he healed us, that word, when you look it up in the Greek under 2390, literally means a cure and heal and to make whole. When he talks about making you whole, this is literally talking about spirit, soul, and body here. When he says he's made you whole, that means that he intends, just like 1 Thessalonians, this is not in my notes, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that I uh, pray that you would remain blameless, right? Both spirit, soul, and body until the return. So he wants our spirit, soul, and body whole. That rhymes, spirit, soul, and body whole. No, spirit, soul, and body whole. You want me to start rapping? No, we don't want that. But I would do it under the anointing. You know, Miss Bonnie has an anointing for that. But I don't want that anointing. Pastor Angie has that anointing. Come on up, Pastor Angie. Look, see? She's doing the, you know. You know what else it says, and this is not in my notes? Joy is good like a. Joy is good like a. Joy is good like a. There's not much joy happening in the world today, but you know what that song said? This joy that I got, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. No matter what's going on in the world, I got the joy of the Lord. And if you don't have the joy of the Lord, then you don't have strength. And if you don't have strength, your body's going to be weary and your immune system's going to be weak. But my immune system is full of the Word of God and the power of God. Hallelujah. This is how we got to be in the midst of what's going on around us. Because if you aren't, then the world is going to steal it from you. But I choose life. Amen? Amen. I choose joy. Y'all heard that one Christian song that I will actually listen to on the Christian radio station. Because all the other ones are nothing but bunk. But I choose joy is a good song. Who sings that? Oh, yeah, King of Country. You know, I like them. I like them. They actually sound like they have a little bit of faith. You know? But I choose joy. Amen. I choose joy. I don't choose fear, sadness, hoarding, everything else that's going on. Come on, scarcity. What's going to happen? You know, they said now all the suicide rate's going to go up. Come on. We have to bring hope to the world. We have to bring faith to the world. We have to bring joy to the world and the healing power of God. Amen. The healing power of God. So that word literally 2390 means a cure and to make whole. That means he wants us completely restored. A sound mind, right? A whole body, a physical uh, wholeness in our body so that we can actually accomplish the purpose that God has for our lives. Amen. You can't uh, feel the, fulfill the purpose if you're beat down, broke down, and your body gives up on you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. So you better start speaking over it. Hallelujah. You better start speaking over your body. Because many die early. When God never wanted them to go that young. But because they did not receive the healing side of God. Amen. So 2390. Well, when I looked up that word 2390 in the Greek, it also came over to Luke 4:18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to what? Heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind and to set them free that are bruised. Amen. So that word heal there means heal the broken heart. That means that 2390, he wants your heart whole. He wants it healed. Amen. And then 2390 was found also, this is my last scripture, in Luke 4, 38 through 41. And then it goes on to say this, and he rose out of the synagogue and he entered into Simon's house. A Simon's wife's mother was taken with great, what? Fever. Fever. What did she have? What is the sign of coronavirus? Here she was with great fever. Not just a fever, a great fever. And they besought him for her. Who did they beseech? Jesus. And he stood over her and he rebuked the fever. He rebuked it. He rebuked the fever. And it what? It left her. And immediately she arose and ministered unto them. She ministered unto them. She got up off the bed of sickness with a fever and got straight up healed and started ministering to them. That's amazing. Started serving them. She was healed. She was healed immediately. It says, and now when the sun was setting, all that they had any sick, and here it is, with diverse diseases or any kind of diseases, brought them unto him. And what did he do? He laid his hands on every one of them. It didn't matter what kind of disease it was, any disease. He laid his hands on them and what? Healed them. 2390, he healed them. He healed them. He healed them. Any type of disease. There's nothing under this sun that God cannot heal. Amen. Nothing. Nothing that he can't heal. Pastor Marcus, come up. Let's let's sing. Let's sing this song that you do believe that he is your healer. And let's stir up ourselves. I know we have a bunch of believers here. But I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to lay hands on you tonight. 
Amen. I believe and have spoken that healing is a part of this household. If you're a part of this house, and I'm going to tell you, somebody had a word in our body the other day and said, if you are a part of this house, you better not leave because you're going to be healed because you're here and connected. You leave, we can't help you. It's like you leave the ship, you leave the boat, like Paul said, I can't guarantee your life. But I'm telling you now is the time that you better be in the house of God. We're the house of God that's going to preach that God is our healer. Amen. Hallelujah. So stand to your feet. And I'm just here to stir you up in that healing power. Uh, Miss Eloise, go ahead. Let's lead us and let's just sing it. I just want this to saturate you right now and to fill you with his words. Amen. After you've received the word, come on, you've received the word concerning healing. I just want this to saturate your mind, saturate your heart, to fill you up so that when you go out, when you go out, come on, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. We're excited to let you know that all five of our current titles in the Anchor Faith Library are now available on ebook. This includes The Forest, Cows, Crows, and Constellations, and Vision Beyond Sight by Pastor Earl, Cool of the Day by Pastor Marcy, and Lift the Room by Pastor Marcus. You can find any of these ebooks on Amazon Kindle, the Apple Bookstore, or Nook by Barnes & Noble. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com.